This podcast is proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli. Hello and welcome to Tampa Tantrum, episode the 91. Uh, I am joined this week by the wonderful, the amazing, the organised, the uh, backbone, the hub, the wonderful general glow. Hello, Jen. Thanks, Steve. Um, I'm not I'm not feeling quite as organized as usual, I have to say, which is like a really weird feeling. I think there's just so much on at the moment. Like I just feel split in about 10 different directions. Also, I'm getting old, so my back feels super creaky and it's, it feels like a like a new thing that's like happening all the time. So, um, yeah, I am indeed some of those things, if not all of them, just some of them. Hi, Steve. The, the get the, the getting old. Welcome to my world. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've been getting it for a little longer than you. Um, yeah. And I have the aches and the pains and the bad back. I went to the gym yesterday. Did you? Um, foolishly. Um, and I thought, I got came out, I thought, oh, I feel good. Yeah. And I woke up this morning and like my legs are just like... I never used to hurt like this after exercise. What's going on? Are you sure there's so, not the copious um, amounts of alcohol you consumed last night? That could be part of it. But I went to the gym before I did the copious amounts of alcohol. So yeah, I think I'm, it's the gym's fault. I'm sure it affects your recovery, though. Mm, probably. It, to be fair, I've been doing the, both of them for quite a while. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know which came first, the the booze or the exercise. Mm. Uh, But anyway, uh, yes, I I feel your pain with bad backs and aches and things like that. Um, But tell us, Jennifer, why have you been so busy? Because, you know, surely San Francisco has gone and now you just feet up on the desk, staring (laughs) at the window, you know, dreaming of uh, other coffee tours in the future. So so what could possibly be taking up your time, Jennifer? You're so funny, Stephen. Um... My, 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 my sense of humour is one of my strongest suits. Oh, yeah. Like, that is one oh, of yeah. my... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm really good at that. It's definitely up but there now, what's, been, what's been going on? What's been coming up? Uh, well, as, as you know, the, there's always a bit of roll down after any event anyway. So there's there's been a lot of that from San Francisco, just tying up loose ends, saying the thank yous to the people because, you know, there were a lot of thank yous to be said. Um, but but then, like, pretty much, you know, sort of wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We are on to Manchester, and that is this weekend. Uh, so we were at Cup North this weekend, and there's been a lot of sort of shift and stuff behind the back scenes and um but we are we are ready to go like we've got we've got competitors for Ruby ACA so that's happening and unlike last year I know what they're all bringing before they even arrive so we were able to Sweet. push that out this week which is super exciting so like if what we, is Ruby ACA for those who don't know because what, what is it Steve we only talked what about is it Steve what yes no, what no, no, like, no, like, br- br- how, do you, how do you say br- it? Brubatier? <laughs> I don't know. I can't say the words. I've been writing your script, and I actually put a thing in there that's just like, uh, welcome to Brubatier, if if none of us can still say it. Thanks for that, Jen. Because um, <clears throat> it's true. Nobody can say it. Brubatier is a coffee home beer competition, home brewing competition. Um Coffee beer, home brewing competition. I know my words. I, I can say the complicated words. I just can't say the normal words. I'm just going to say you're making fun of me for not being able to say a difficult word and you're struggling to say very, very simple ones. Well, it's because I was I spent so much time trying to make sure I said brubiacea correct. I lost all of the other ones. Um, no, so uh, it's it comes from the word rubiacea, which is the uh, sort of family genus, whatever, of the coffee tree of Arabica and Robusta. Um, and we just mm-hmm. plopped a bee on the front because, you know, brew and beer and shit. 
right? So um, that's and that. And shit. And There's going to be shit involved. <laughs> Can you tell oh, like, how tired I am? <laughs> this sounds a, a health and safety nightmare. Dire. Yeah, so the idea is, so last year when we did it, we did it with coffee flowers only. And as a result, we got some really super tasty sort of like light, interesting beers that came in. But it was like, you know, we had, it was it was a new idea. Uh, it was a bit of a tough sell to, to people because like, you know, home brewers, they, they're like, A, it takes a lot of time to brew beer, right? It takes a lot more time to brew beer than it does coffee. You got you to gotta wait a few weeks, right? Um, but then also it's, it's a weird new ingredient. And like there's this thing at a coffee festival, beer at a coffee festival. Of course, like coffee people are used to this idea now, but beer people are less used to it. So, um, you know, we had some really good entries last year, but we didn't have that many. And this year we have, we have like doubled, nearly tripled our entries, which is awesome. Um, and we, and I think Does that mean there's three people then? <laughs> no, it means we have six people. Um, <laughs> no, like, so last year we ended up having extra entries that we didn't anticipate because people just brought their beers by, which was cool. They were like, oh, so we heard this thing was happening. Can I enter? Like at the last minute, we're like, oh, yeah, sure. Come on in. Um, Can they do that on this one? Yeah, absolutely. We've got space. We've always because this space. is going out Friday, isn't it? So it's, yeah, it's if you're listening, if you're a keen, quick listener. You can bring your beers on Saturday for it and still enter and win amazing prizes as well. We do. We have uh, so this year we um we had a chat with the guys at Alphabet and Manchester Alphabet Brewing Company, uh, and they make such great coffee beers as Flat White, um, which is the sort of oatmeal breakfast coffee stouty thing, which is pretty tasty. Or so I hear. I can't drink it because it's got real milk in it, right? So, um, but you know they do they do lots of it. So uh, we'll get to this. See, this is all backwards. But um, we're doing a panel, and the guys from one of the guys from Alphabet is going to be joining us, and he was talking me through sort of like what their ethos is, and they like doing really weird stuff. So while they do flat white as one of their core ranges, they actually like every week they do something different with it. So a while back they did like a blueberry muffin version of it, and then they did like a pumpkin spice version of it this week, and like it's always changing. So it's, it was kind of interesting. But anyway. These people bring beers, bring tasty beers that they've used coffee to brew, and we put them up on a bar, and people get to come and try these beers. So this is this is sort of like the fun thing. It's like, so if you are a home coffee geek, and you, um, it, w- it would be like if you got asked to like come to like a, a coffee shop and like brew some coffee, you know, mm-hmm. for other people, and that's not regularly your gig, but it's kind of a fun thing. Um that's that's what's happening there. And then we have some great judges. So we've got uh, Brian and Natasha from Weird Beard, who I think... Who are amazing people. Like, I they love are. them both. They yeah. are just like... I, I, I'm i just so hero-worshipy of them. Uh, <laughs> like they, they do great beers, but are also really lovely people as well. Yeah. So if you were at... Um, Oh, uppers and downers in London, if you are from the UK area, or even uppers and downers, I guess, like in the US, um, and you're aware of this sort of coffee beer trend thing happening, they did an amazing coffee sour called Sawa Sawa uh, for for that. With who was it, Steve? Who was the roastery they worked with? I'm not sure. I think I, I know the guy who grew the coffee, Brian, Brian yeah. Gakinga, who. Yeah. Uh, who will be there on Saturday? Yeah, he it's will. Manchester Cup Festival. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> but I don't know the roastery. So it's no. some really cool dudes who do an amazing job, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe yeah. like the colour green, is it? Is it? Is it green or is I it think, blue? No, I think it's red. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun. Uh, anyway, so um, we've got Natasha and Brian from Weird Beard, and then we're also joined by Simon LaFrance from... Uh, 
from Alphabet, and the winner of the competition, and we've made, we've made this super cool score sheet, right? This is probably my proudest achievement of this year. Going to let you in on a little secret is the score sheet. Um, because what we did is we looked at sort of the coffee score sheets that you get for things. Uh, we looked at sort of like Cup of Excellence. We looked at World Brewers Cup. We looked at WBC. We looked at all these different score sheets in way of scoring coffee. And then we looked at all these beer score sheets um, and ways of scoring beer. And we took the best bits from all of them and we put them into one sheet. And that's what we're using to score the beer on Saturday. And I'm so excited about it. And so um, are the beer guys because they've actually taken the sheet and they've been applying it to their beers in house or their coffee beers in house. And, and they really, they've really had fun working with it. So I'm, this is like my proudest achievement of 2017. Just going to call it out right now. Um, nice. <laughs> Steve's like, no, really? that's really cool. No, that's really cool. Like yeah. uh, it's, it's been a, I think many people have tried to come up with good score sheets for coffee and mm -hmm. have, have failed miserably. Um, I've yet to find one that I really like working with and, yeah. and like Cup of Excellence has probably got my closest. Yeah. But it's um, it's really difficult to find a, a, a good score sheet. So if the brewers are really liking it, that's that's amazing. That is a huge achievement. Aw, thanks. So th that's what we're using to score. Um, and, and the winner then gets a flat white brew day. So they're going to go to Alphabet and they're going to have like a whole day doing the mash and the cleaning and the brewing um, and a and $100, uh, $100, where am I? 100 pound tab at the brew tap there, which is pretty awesome. And it's where they put on all those really crazy, weird things that they try every week that's just for fun and kind of for them more than it is for, for customers. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. That's fantastic. It's kind of slave labor, though those brew days. I've done, I did one of I did one of weird beard, and it's just yeah. slave labor. They're just they're just getting you to do all the dirty, nasty jobs. Um, but that's that what brewing is, though. It is. It is. It's actually quite cool because yeah. you, you you just understand how much goes into it and how much yeah. extra work there is. It's uh, yeah. that's a really cool prize. It's very very cool. I think, I think it's going to be fun because it's like, you know, when you're a home brewer, you're spending your time doing things in very small batches. And so now they get to go do a thing in a big batch and then also like, you know, hang out with the, with the guys at Alphabet and make some connection there, make some connections there yeah. hopefully as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I was really, really happy with that. I think it's a home brewer's uh, like dream as well to go yeah. and do that stuff, you know, to just do it on the scale. It, it is, it's a, it's a very good price and a hundred quid to spend on beer afterwards as well is, is uh, lots of fun. What's not to like? So we've got that. Indeed. That's one thing happening, right? So that's happening this Saturday. Surely that's it then. And then yeah. the rest of the time you put your feet just, up and stare out the window, yeah? Just done. Yeah. Um, no. Because then we've got this <laughs> thing happening the next day, right? Which is... No, we've got something happening in the evening first. Let's oh. not jump ahead. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Right. So beer competition. Award ceremony. Four o'clock. Flip the stage, literally flip the stage, because we've got this cool sort of modular thing happening this year. Um, and and then we're doing a panel, and we're inviting those those same judges. So we've got Brian, Natasha, and Simon, plus um, Terry from We Are Turncoat in Liverpool, which is a gin, or it's not a gin distillery, actually. I had a chat with them yesterday. It is just a distillery. It is a craft distillery. Um, they are doing both gin and vodka now, which is kind of cool. Um, and he used to run Liverpool brewing company which i don't know uh, if you guys are familiar with sort of marks and spencers at least those of you here in the uk liverpool was selling into marks and spencers for a while went from like a two-person operation in you know uh terry's back garage to uh selling into marks and spencers um and and we're gonna we're gonna sit down with them and we're gonna talk about sort of what it means to run their businesses and sort of like the lines that they draw uh when they're making decisions in terms of like you know the 
the thing that you want to create, right? Because often I, I, I find with coffee, you know, you sort of get people who get into it because they're really excited about doing the nitty gritty stuff. They're really excited about coffee itself and making coffee and doing this stuff. And then they like start running a business and then they got to like make it a business, you know, and that's kind of difficult sometimes. And, and beer people uh, are apparently very similar um, and coming from that. But they they've got a much sort of broader market reach. They've already, they're having to deal with issues of accessibility that we sort of talk about, but we don't ever really do anything about. Um, and it's, it was just really interesting because I felt like all the conversations I was having with these people to sort of prepare for this panel, like I could literally pick out words that they were saying, right? Like saison and Brett fermentation and sort of replace it with coffee words like geisha and natural um, and sort of make a lot of really interesting parallels there. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. It's we're gonna have a chat, or rather, you and Colin will have a chat with them, um, and and just sort of dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I think that's really interesting. I mean, I've I've long been a fan of the craft beer uh, yeah. scene, and I think that craft beer has done a much better job of differentiating itself from the more commodity beer market mm-hmm. um, than coffee has, and I think that they do a really good job of uh, of. of marketing themselves in a more desirable way and I, I, I think we have lots to learn from them so yeah. I think I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a corker I think it'd be really good um, I'm really excited uh, I'm about excited. it yeah, no, yeah I mean, like, so. there's so much there about image um, and about like uh, branding and about um, just like drinking vessels and things like that like like the ideas behind it. yeah it's it's just fascinating things that like we're just starting to talk about now in, in a more yeah. serious sense but they've been doing it for a long time so there's yeah definitely else. anyway Anyway, it's exciting. But I think it's really interesting as well that the like they don't have the same uh, hang-ups as we have about um, like sustainability and mm. you know kind of fair prices for their hop growers or mm. you know you know it, and it becomes very much about the brewery and not about anybody who provides the ingredients beforehand. Whereas in coffee, we have that you know complete reverse of everything before yeah. and the social conscience and all those things mm. and. You know, and we also they have the problem that you know their product can make people ill, yeah. um, to to the point of you know incredibly ill, uh, you know, as in addicted to their product, mm-hmm. um, and we don't have that and the responsibility um, of that. I'm really interested to kind of prod into a little as well because yeah. um, I, I'm always intrigued on is like how they think of their product. You know, make give me a cool funky you know name that will appeal to younger people. Is mm-hmm. that is that a conflict for them? Is that a, like yeah. I, I've got lots of questions I want to ask about it. So yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Um, yeah, definitely. Be, uh, be good to get the old gang back together with uh, me, you, and Colin in the same room as well. So that'll be fun. When has that last happened? That's been I know months. I know. I know. It's just uh, it is. Well, well, we did we, UKBC, August. didn't we? But yeah. yeah, months though. Literally months. Mm. Yeah. It has been a long time. So uh, and I was talking to him last night about it, and he's very much looking forward to it. So. Excellent. It's going to be good. Super. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Saturday. That's um, Saturday. Then what's Excellent. happening Sunday? I think, I think we're just all going home Sunday, aren't we? Yeah, just, you know, I figured a bit of brunch in Manchester because we're obviously Ooh, all going to have had some beer the day before, you know, and like just a leisurely train home maybe. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> has been is taking over the space. So this is, um, for those of you who don't know, like every now and then I end up, helping with certain things it, ha- it has been and and this year you know we were sort of were talking with the the lovely folks at cup north and they were like could you do the sunday as well and i said honestly all of the ideas i have 
like they could be done much better by a coffee roastery than by us because like Cup North is that cool mix of like consumers and industry people and like all the stuff we want to do that's experiential like to me that all falls under the stuff that has been does not what necessarily what we do when it comes to consumer facing stuff so that was a natural fit so uh ta-da has been is is going to go to Cup North that can't be true because we don't ever do shows no. ever Never. No, so that can't be true. There must be something really special or a big reason to want to do that. Um, I can't think what it might be. No, Steve, I really, I really can't. Like all of it, like because it really is sort of like turning on a dime for you. You know, it's come out of nowhere. Jen, I, I've gone twenty minutes without mentioning. I've written a book, you know. <laughs> That's impressive. I know. I did yeah. it. I did it all on my own and everything, like a big boy. Yeah. Um, yes. No. So we're launching. We're launching my book. Um, yeah. And that's a lot of the reason why. Uh, and just for any disclaimer kind of thing, we you know has been he's paying for the stand. It's not pinching it off Tampa tantrum. Mm. It's not. It's not. It, we're actually. Why? Why would for anybody it. be worried about that, Steve? Oh, you know what people are like. They, they, they spread wicked rumors about me. They tell people that I kick puppies in, mm-hmm. when I see them in the street, and it's not true. Yeah, no, it's 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 a completely separate endeavor, and I've you know been doing some design worky things for it, but for the most part, it is all on the has been guys, and and it's it's pretty exciting actually because I'm looking forward to it, like because I'm there are talks happening, and I'm kind of there <laughs> making sure that like all of you you know shut up in the right amount of time, but for the most part, I'm actually going to get to like enjoy them, which is like yeah. weird because that never happens. <laughs> well, it's really cool as well. So we got uh, Ali Handro Martinez from El Salvador and Brian Gakunga from um, uh, Kenya uh, yeah. coming to uh, just chat about uh, their experiences uh, in putting the book together yeah. and then getting them to do a cupping with their coffees so people can come and cup coffees with the producers, which I think is, like, we're talking about the, the brew day being, a, you know, a beer geek stream. Mm-hmm. For me, this is a coffee geek stream. Like, cupping totally. coffee with the people that grow it, like, is the best. Yeah. Um, you know, direct feedback. Um is uh, is pretty awesome, uh, and they're going to hang around, and I'm sure they'll sign pages in the books that you're all going to buy because I've written a book, don't you know? Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to get a T-shirt saying I wrote a book, save me on to keep saying it. And uh, I feel like you and, and Colin keep... should both wear it. You know, we should, we should. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's 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 really exciting, and uh, it's it's going to be going to be uber fun, uber fun, uber fun. Um, yeah, so that's, I'm trying to think what else we've got. Oh, yeah, Colin's also going to do a little bit talking yeah. uh, about his book too, and you can get his book signed by him there at the same time. So it's, it's just going to be a book fest. Book fest, coffee fest, whole nine yards, and um, what we, else? We are, the, we are the Amazon of the coffee world. Yeah. We, we have all of the books. Yeah. Mm. What else? Is there some, there's something else happening on the Sunday, though. I think some dude's making some espresso. Yeah, some dude. Yeah. Yeah, we like dudes who make espresso. It's always dudes, isn't it? It's never women. It's always dudes. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mr. Harris, our UK barista champion, who is going to solve the next morning to make coffees for judges, um, is yeah. going to be serving the coffee that he's going to be serving on the stage just a few days later in Korea. Yeah. So uh, it's a chance to try a uh, world barista championship coffee before the judges get to taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can write down score sheets and give him noughts and say that, you know, you watch his technical skills and say, oh, well, that's a bit, you need to change <laughs> that. Um, but no, Dale's going to be there all day making espressos. And it's kind of practice for him 
making coffee as well because yeah. you know the more you make coffee the more you get better to understand it and how it works and you know things that can go wrong yeah and it's a really good chance for you to make lots of coffees for lots of people and not waste them and pour them down the sink yeah that's very true yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty awesome. That's a, that's a pretty uh, slick line of reasoning there, Steve. Because like at first when we were talking about this, and I was like, "What really? Like so much going on. He's, we've got to do the event too." And you're like, "No, and no, it's it's true. I think it's I think it's gonna be good." Because like at this point, he's racked up so many run throughs. And by the way, I'm sure I like we talked about this in last week's sort of little newsletter, or maybe a couple of weeks ago. But like Dale is pretty much team tamper tantrum, right? Like he's. Not yeah, only yeah. my partner, but, like, he's been a part... Like, he ran our first Cup North for us four years yeah. ago now? Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. years ago. Three years ago. 2014? That's right, because we, we, were, we were in Korea, weren't we? Yeah. No, we were, we were in Korea. This is so full circle right now. This is so weird. We yeah. were in Korea, and um, and we couldn't do the one in Cup North, but but we'd already sort of committed to it before this other opportunity. And, like, it was it was one of those things where we were like, oh, nothing's going to happen for Tamper Tantrum. And, like, oh, here's this really cool new thing that's happening in Manchester. Yeah, we'll totally put something together. And I was like, oh, do you want to go to Korea and Shanghai and Taipei? I was like, yes, and we will still make this happen, and we will split the team. And then that's when Dale became Team Tamper Tantrum, and he's pretty much been there ever since. And so it's um, yeah. it's been exciting, uh, but also like nerve wracking because there's like so much stuff going on from like all the multiple sort of perspectives of like Dale and then um, has been and then tamper tantrum, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been crazy. That's why I'm so tired. <laughs> and br- and brubiaceae. And which is tamper tantrum. Yeah, but then, I know, but it's like all of these yeah. things. It's yeah. kind of like this. There, there is lots going on. Um, and books. But yeah, and, and also there's gonna be this a great chance to actually meet like so people who've been buying has been for a number of years think that yeah. I do everything where I pack and I roast and I QC and do everything. Oh. Um, and this is gonna dispel the myth because the team are gonna be there as well, yeah. which is it's gonna be fun. And you can also meet meet mini Steve as well, because my son's <gasps> also gonna be there. So Really? Shay will be yeah. there. I hope he has a shave though. He, he gets very hairy. He looks like the honey monster. <laughs> Oh, um, I don't think that's a reference that's going to travel safe. No, I might have to, I might have to include a, a picture in the email in the Mailchimp. Yeah, they, yeah, they can they can Google Honey Monster. Or we'll put it in the email mention. But yeah. yes, um, so that's uh, but that's going to be all of that weekend. And then as soon as we're off stage, me and Ali are running to a plane. Yeah. Um, to start our world tour. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to um, Ennis. In Southern Ireland, I am going to Belfast, mm-hmm. uh, and I am going to Dublin, mm-hmm. and then from there, I'm going to be in Korea for the WBC, but I'm also going to have a stand, uh, signing books on Marco's stand mm-hmm. um, at a cafe and bakery show in Korea, mm-hmm. and then I jump on an aeroplane from there, and I go to Sydney, mm-hmm. and then I go to Melbourne, then mm-hmm. I go to Brisbane. Um, and yeah, and then I come home, and then I go to Stockholm. Uh, on the twenty fifth, I'm doing a launch in Stockholm, mm-hmm. and then I come home again for a couple more days, and hopefully, I'm going to be doing something in Czech Republic and Hungary, but they're yet to be confirmed. Um, and then I'm just then I'm just going to collapse somewhere. Yeah, that was a very Swedish oi then. Well, you know, I've been I've been taking notes from you and Joanna. Yeah, I can tell. Oi. Yeah, oi, oi. <laughs> Mm. Um, that's intense, Steve. And tell me, tell me, is, does this idea for a tour, does it stem from your love of airplanes? 
I do love the aeroplanes. You know mm. how I'm a huge fan of flying. I, I I love racking up the miles. Actually, by the time by the end of all of those, yeah, I will be up to a hundred flights this year. Oh God, that's so gross. Yeah, it's, it's, it, hey, it's looking like I'm going to be about twenty flights shorter than I was last year. Oh well, that's so. that's better, isn't it? That's something. Yeah, that is something. Yikes. But um, but, I, but actually, I've done. Steve. I've done more miles this year than yeah. I have yeah. last year, but I'll, I'll have done less flights. So, yeah. yeah. But you wrote a book and you're touring it, and that's so exciting. And like, it's eh, there's so much around that. I'm yeah, it's it's so cool. Like when you handed me my coffee, it was just like, oh, it's here, it's here, and yeah. it's real, and like it's weighty, and I can flip the pages. I got <laughs> very scared. Um, yeah, and I didn't realize how many. It's weird, like when you write a book, you think, "Oh, that's my writing done." Mm-hmm. Oh no, 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 no! Mm-mm. Everybody wants a message in there. Everybody wants it, so you have to carry on writing in, like, even though you finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's it, it's yeah, it's scary. I, I'm I'm really scared to launch it. Like some people, some like a lot, a lot of friends have them already. Yeah. But like some people have actually bought them now as well, and I like have actually paid cash for them because there's a sneaky way you can buy them on the copyography site. Um, so some people have found it. So I just thought I'd just eke a few out early yeah. on. Um, and I'm petrified somebody's going to kind of come back and say, this is wrong. Why have you said this? This is complete rubbish, you know? Or like, you know, this this word is spelt wrong and it's a swear word now. Or just, yeah, it's very scary. <laughs> so I'm sure there'll be some in there. Um, I remember Colin sitting down when I was... At the like the last edit stage, and I couldn't yeah. I couldn't send it to the printers, and he says, "Steve, just let it go. There's yeah. there's loads of mistakes in my book, um, and like you just have to live with them. You can just be paralysed by the fear." Yeah. Um, and and I did have to let it go, but I'm still a little bit scared. Yeah, the mantra the mantra there is what done is better than perfect, uh, which is mm. a mantra I say to people all the time, and I'm very 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 bad at adhering to myself. Well, there's also the other one that you can uh, you can polish a turd. Yeah. a little bit too much sometimes, <laughs> you know. If it's a turd, it's a turd. It doesn't matter how much you polish it. So but just there was, let it go. Wait, wait. What was what was the other one though? You can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I may use that. I don't. I don't uh, remember. I, I want to say that that's been attributed to the Hoff, but I'm not sure. Okay. Well, Maybe we I, should I, ask I'm, Colin because I'm pretty sure I heard that one from Colin. So. I'm definitely going to steal it and uh, yeah. and, and and use it. it. Used in my presentations about the book, I think. I, I may even have a turd covered in glitter. Excellent. Um, yeah. I'm so glad I um, just elevated your presentation. <laughs> you have thanks, ever so. Do you know, like, so in Australia, I'm doing the knowledge talks for Toby's yeah. Estate, yeah, yeah. which it's really kind of them to invite me across and and to come and do it. I was mm. amazed when they asked, but the whole presentation I've been doing is like. Um, it's basically talking about relationships at Origin and, and, and what what's needed at Origin to, yeah. to build those relationships. Um, I'm like, I'm up to 70 slides. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like death, death by PowerPoint. Um, but there's so many things I want to talk about and so many points I want to get out there about it that yeah. like it just runs away. It's, it's yeah. scary. But it's now 71 because I've got to have a picture of a turd with glitter on. Oh, no. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you know where to come if you need an editing eye. <laughs> <laughs> so I very 
quickly brushed over uh, Seoul because, yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm going to be in Seoul, Cafe Bakery Show. Uh-huh. What's happening there? What else is happening in Seoul, Jen? Is it like a World Barista Championships or something going on? Something like that. Yeah, like only the the biggest. So I had a gig. I don't know if you um you listened to the one that I I did with uh, the podcast we did with Alice. Um, Alish uh, of European Coffee Trip, but he was saying how like it, like in their promotional material for their Aeropress movie, they were like, "It is the biggest and most fun coffee competition." And I was like, "Well, it's it may be the most fun. It's definitely not the biggest because there are more entrants into the WBC than than there are into Aeropress." But that being said, um, yeah, there's this big coffee competition, two big coffee competitions going on, three big three. What else is going on there? Is it is it just WBC or? I think it's- think it's just WBC. Wow. It's been a while since it's just been a WBC, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I mean, everything else has happened, right? Yeah. Brew That's has true. happened. That's Taste true. has happened. Latte. Yeah, no, they've all happened. Right, because it's um, so late in the year. Yeah, so... Yeah. That's happening. I'm really excited. So, like, I, I haven't ever been to a trade show outside of America or Europe. And mm. this will be my sort of first... No, that's that's why I went. I went to one of the Dubai trade shows, but um, I've been to Shanghai. Um, that was huge. But, yeah, uh, but I haven't. Yeah. I haven't ever been to to one in that part of the world, and I'm really excited because I think people there are really excited. You know what I mean? And it would be re- yeah. it would be really nice to go to a show where everyone is so enthusiastic about what's happening. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm really like. I'm. I'm super excited about it. I'm also really nervous about it, right? Because I don't have an explicit role while I'm there. I'm not really Dale's coach. I'm just sort of. I'm doing some bits and pieces in the background and pointing a finger at him when he messes something up. But really, his coach is uh, coach is Peach. <laughs> Peach. Peach. Peach yeah. out of Mario. Princess. Princess Peach. Princess Peach. Princess Peach. Nice. That's a no, new name. Um, Peachy. Actually, he is mm-hmm. kind of Princess Peach. He's like lightly ginger. He's starting to go gray. Where like he's not quite the silver fox yet, but he's getting there. Uh, mm-hmm. He's more like he's more like the pink fox. Um, <laughs> Peach, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Peachy. So Peachy's doing I, all the hard work. Um, I think that's going to be so much fun, though, Jen. That you haven't got that role there. Like it will be like I would be super cool. Like I really do. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping that um, I'll be able to get some, like, interesting interviews and chats with people while we're there because, like, it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity for me to be able to go and, like, just sort of see that whole part of the coffee world that I haven't. Like, mm-hmm. we, we were in Korea three years ago. It was a flying trip, literally. Like, we got in the night before Two the days, event. Wasn't it? Not even, 36 Two hours. Days. 36 hours. Yeah, Yeah, because we got in... After 24 of that, I had no luggage. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Oh, goodness, memories. Um, No, we got in in that night. We we flew directly into Busan, and we had this incredible dinner. We had some tasty coffee. We went to bed. We got up the next morning. We ran the event. We had Korean barbecue. We got up the next morning. We got on a flight, like, really early um, uh, to Shanghai. And so, like, I haven't really seen very much of Korea... Um, and I didn't really see anything of Seoul other than the airport. So I'm I'm really excited about that and to, like, actually get to, to chat with more people there. Because the people that I did talk to last time, well, like I said, were just so enthusiastic. And that was just so lovely because, like, that enthusiasm is infectious. And sometimes yeah. you need that. Sometimes you kind of need to, like, remind yourself, like, why you love coffee so much. And not that I'm in that spot right now, but I think it's just good to get a top up every now and then, you know, like, just to have it. <laughs> no, definitely. So... While we're on the subject of WBC, I recorded a podcast with Paris uh, 
Binder from um, India who's competing. Yes. Uh, when, when can we expect to hear that, Jen? Um, unfortunately, there were some recording technical difficulties. So that didn't, uh, we won't have that. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and grab Paris um, while we're in Seoul. And I think that'll be happier for everyone just because he is so busy right now preparing, just like all of the competitors are. And then also, um, like, it'll just be really interesting then, I think, to, to if we can grab him sort of like after he's done his first round um, yeah. and just sort of like have that chat again but have it with the knowledge of like now he's had the world stage like what was that like because it's not his so first annoying. time it was yeah. so annoying though because it was so good like so what the reason i'm kind of bringing this back up is not just to show that we're completely inept at technical uh, recordings of podcasts thanks steve but um no no you were not involved in it so like it's, <laughs> that, it, that it's all on my head um but um no, it was that we talked about a little bit about the rule changes, um, oh. and we talked about like more than one person being on stage at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, I've been quite negative about this. Yes. Um, um, Have and, you and, seen? <laughs> well, no, I, I think I've been balanced about it. But I think, like, I think it's a shame that some people don't get that WBC moment. Mm. And you know, I, we've talked about it a lot. Whereas MC, I feel it's my responsibility to give them that finals moment you know mm-hmm. like you're just as enthusiastic about you know uh, I always use the UAE uh, uh, kind of um, one because he was so excited to be there he was like he was his moment and like, mm-hmm. you give him his moment and by having other people on stage it takes away but Paras brought up a really interesting uh, point on it to me he was like do you know what I'm quite happy about it because it takes some of the pressure off. It's like oh. the eyes are not on me for that first one when I'm kind of like, if he, he was relating it to when he was in Dublin, was, you know, he was on stage and it was the first time he'd been on stage and it was the first time he'd had those workings around him. And mm. it took him a little bit to kind of, and he was got this pressure of people watching him. It was like, ah, I don't know what to do. And he's, mm-hmm. he was saying that he thinks it's a real positive because he he feels if that had happened he may have performed better that huh. would have got him to the semi-finals and then he'd be ready for the eyes to be on him because he's had that yeah. kind of almost dry run and I'd never thought of it like that but actually it was a really interesting um, a really interesting point yeah um, and then he also talked about the the table setup and how you can get judges standing instead of being perched on stools like Westlife uh-huh. um, <laughs> and, and he was like I love that because like you know my customer's often drink standing up because they'll just get an espresso stand up you know drink mm-hmm. and walk away yeah. and it's like he likes the idea of beat on ground and it's like that, that's you know that's really interesting that's yeah. that's uh and, and he, he absolutely loves the team idea mm. um he's saying like for him he has no coach there he has yeah. no back tip backroom team he has nobody to help him all of a sudden he's got five people in their teams to help him because it's in their interest for him to do well. Mm. Um, so everybody can do well. And, you know, and he was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, we disagreed on the live scoring. He didn't change my opinion on the live scoring. Um, I'm not a fan of live scoring. It, it absolutely ruins the semi-final announcements for me. Um, I, would have, I would have liked to have seen live scoring move to the semi-finals round. I think that yeah. would have been interesting so that you kept normal cloaked scoring for prelims that way. Because like, there is something special about that sort of that feeling when you've got 62 people who are all invested in what's it about to happen next. It yeah. could be me. It could be me. And even if you've screwed up, it still could be you. 
yeah. you know, because you, maybe they didn't mark it as harshly, or maybe it wasn't a, a screw up that you, you know. And I, I love that. I, I, one of my, one of my happiest MC MC moments was Rimini doing mm-hmm. semi the semi final announcements there. Yeah. Like the atmosphere was just a, it was electric, and like Melbourne as well. Mm-hmm. I remember Melbourne mm-hmm. so clearly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, when Matt Perger's name was announced, and they like they it went mental, and like I think. With live scoring, it takes that away for the audience as well. Oh, well, we know Matt's through. You know, we saw yeah. his live score. He's definitely he's definitely through. Yeah. So it takes all of that kind of fun part away. Um, but all the other rules, I'm kind of suffering a little too. Yeah, it's like, I think the the difficulty... So it's been really weird because usually I'm on the other side of the table, right? Usually I am in the, the spot of like trying to organize all the things or like organize all the people. And like, and it's been a while since I've had that role with WCE or like doing that with um, WBC. But it like it's still always in the back of your mind, like thinking about it from that perspective. And this year, my perspective has really shifted because like, although I've always thought about it sort of like from the competitor's perspective, because I've worked with Dale or I've worked with other people, like for the most part, I'm still always very much like, okay, well, what what can we do to make the judges' lives easier? What can we do to make the, you know, the volunteers' lives easier in terms of, you know, like busing and things like that? And just trying to like think about it from, this is the first year it's really been turned around. And I'm, I'm like, as a, from the competitor end, like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about the the way that they're going to handle directional sound. Like, how well yeah. are my judges going to be able to hear me? Um, yeah. I, I'm i nervous about just sort of, like, the, the distraction of having the other people on stage. Because I think while that works for some people, it might not work for others. Because everyone focuses in a different way. Um, how is, like, the, the fact that, like, other music is going to be played? Like, how is that going to work? Like, how is that going to impact... Like, we know we have science that says that what you hear impacts what you taste. And maybe, you know, competition music is not really going to, you know, do that for you. But it certainly can uh, change the perception of your routine if you're doing something really serious and something really fun is playing. Or if you're doing something really fun and something really serious is playing. Like... Um, yeah. And it's it's been really weird. Um, and so on the one hand, like, I'm excited. Like, I, I, the table stuff, I think, is, is fun. I'm really curious to see, like, who does what and how many of those options actually get used. Because, like, yeah. you know, the, the some of the conversations we had early on and, like, once we realized that Soul was happening was, like, all right, so, like, what – let's figure out a table setup first. And then, you know, we'll, we'll sort of go from there because that sort of – uh, drives a lot of other aspects of the routine and as you, we would like you know we'd mark them out on the floor and like do different things and go through them and it's like some of them are more comfortable than others um yeah. and i think in some ways that's a really good thing some of them present interesting challenges some of them present interesting opportunities m- mostly both at the same time right um and so uh, i'm really curious to see sort of like who who drew the line into different places right who decided that the opportunities outweighed the challenges um, for each one of those. I think with the table setter, the one thing that worries me is that quite often when you see a piece of paper and then when you actually see it like happen in reality and, and the actual, what the WCE interpret it as and what the competitors interpret it as and how many problems that's going to be create mm. well, because it's something new and nobody's seen the setups and how, how they, they, they're going to operate. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm sure there's going to be some mistakes in there, and I'm sure some some people are going to try and do things with tables that actually they're not allowed to do. And mm-hmm. like I I, I, don't know, I just I, I I see it as exciting and an interesting development, and more interesting than I thought when it was first announced. I just went, oh, 
great what's that? that's just <laughs> fiddling while Rome's burning you know but actually like I'm like oh no okay I get it now I, I, I buy in uh, but I, I do yeah. think he's going to create some problems and I, I wonder how how much leeway there's going to be with that when things don't go quite how everybody expects them to but we shall see we shall see it's yeah. going to be it's going to be an interesting WBC and the, 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 the more people on stage thing really interests me because um, I, I, I really want to see how that goes mm. uh, I mean the judges have got to have headphones right they've got to I don't know they've got to I can't think of any other because there's, there'll be too much going on otherwise like you will you will not judges will miss things um, yeah I don't know I don't know um, yeah so like um, evolution has sort of like been temporarily disbanded and and even even if I did know I, that's not something that <laughs> is that is that in the is that in the world in general that evolution has been yeah. is that what Trump's the Trump effect evolution no. has been suspended more more so that like because because there were like structural changes uh you know when when things sort of moved uh when things became unified right yeah. um the sort of chain of command got a little bit um the aggressive takeover stuff changed. It will just it just like we weren't really sure what what mandates were anymore, and and we asked some questions, and there were there were bigger fish to be to be fried than um than trying to, than trying to sort that out still, and, and like understandably so, like you're putting two massive organizations together, you're trying to figure out staffing issues and all that stuff, and and so like I think um like it's understandable, it's also it's also a little bit sad because it's like there's there were so many questions we were working on, there were so many things that we were trying to fix, and and it's just kind of stalled a little bit um. So yeah, I, I think, but I think part of it too is just wanting to get the feedback from this initial change, right? Because yeah. like we just, yeah. we we made these changes, but we don't know how it's going to play out, um, really. Yeah, I mean, I say I've so, I've softened to it, but I still mm. don't think it's a good idea, and I think it does take away for forty eight competitors, not forty eight, it's forty six competitors, isn't it, or forty four? They're one moment in the sun. They yeah. one opportunity to be on the world stage and to be treated exactly the same as the barista from the United States mm. or Canada this, or the UK. I mean, like this was yeah, a long yeah. running discussion that we had though, which was which was again like it most of most of what's sort of like fascinating me at the moment is like we all have to draw a line at some point, right? Like opportunities and challenges and things like that. And the line that was drawn here was um, it takes a lot of financial resources to come to a show for the chapters to get people there and the cost of adding an extra day onto the competition, both for running the competition itself from a staffing perspective, from a space perspective, from a whatever. And then also the the implicit costs and then getting somebody time off enough from an accessibility standpoint uh, to be able to come and compete, um, that if we were to add an extra day on there, that would be more detrimental to the overall no, I, 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 yeah. I agree with that, but I think I think more than doing it this way, I think a revolution would have been better where you can, like you actually say, okay, there's no milk course in this one. Mm. Like you've got no milk course, no espresso course, you've got sick drink course, mm. and you've got 10 minutes instead of 15. And then you get everybody through, but they have more time to make a weird sick drink or, or do something you know that shows a different aspect mm. that then when you go to the finals, you then perform your 15-minute presentation yeah. um, as we know it or, you know, focusing on milk or, or, or even what everybody else has talked about, like do a brood, a brood course instead for the first round, which is shorter, so then, you you know, you still keep 
and integrity because it's brewed coffee is still an important part of being a barista. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's lots of other ways you could have addressed the problem. You know, but than, like than, that was that was something we looked at as well. And the difficulty there was you still need more time and more money as a competitor to prepare that additional thing somehow. Or like you're you're throwing like it's already so expensive, and now we're going to ask them to learn something else. And and we've already sort of seen how this plays out at the U.S. level, right? Because that's what they've done there. They've done sort of the preliminary round as like a, a shortened version of the service. Um, and I think we're still getting feedback there. But like it, it like trust me, like these conversations we had every two weeks for I don't know, two years or something like that. And we would go round and round and round in circles and at some point you you have to draw the line somewhere. And I agree. Like I, I don't think any anybody was Then you don't have sixty. There you go. There's a yeah. solution. You you don't have sixty. Um, but then how know, do you choose what, what countries get to come and what which don't? Do you do them on a rotating basis? Do you do like every every other rooms, year? Somewhere else. Another yeah. show, knockout rounds. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know I Something. Think, yeah. So like, I, I think taking that moment of like, you know, like, okay, so let's use the uh, example of Dale. Mm-hmm. Like Dale's been competing for 10 years mm-hmm. and all he's ever wanted to do is compete on the world stage. And what might happen is Dale goes all the way to Korea and doesn't make it past the first round, and doesn't get his chance to compete on the world stage because nobody saw him because there were two other people on stage at the same time. Mm. Like, how is that good for somebody who's put ten years working mm. to, you know, to not have that moment? And you know, Dale's openly talked about it. that's what he wants. He wants his opportunity on the world stage to to say his piece and do his bit about coffee. And if that was taken away. Because he do, like, I guess it puts more imperative to make the next round. It's you know if, if that's what you want to do, but I I, I think I, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. I say I've softened to it a little, mm-hmm. but I still am not convinced it's a great idea. Yeah. But let's see how it works in reality before absolutely panning the idea, right? Oh yeah, I mean absolutely, <laughs> and and like I'm I'm actually quite optimistic about it because when you think about it, so like the benefit of the changes that have been made and sort of the way that things have been going with WBC recently is that it is really like, and, and looking at the live scoring as well and stuff like that is that it's really structuring the competition in such a way to make it easy for people around the world to access, even if they cannot come in person. And so I think, yeah, while it would be super sad and probably very disappointing if Dale didn't make it past that first stage and share the stage with two other people, but the the AV capabilities that they have now and that the way that they're doing things, I genuinely feel more people would see that message than not in previous years. So there is that. It's just think, you don't I have the people there about, in person. We, yeah, we've talked about competition of, of like not having that spectator effect. Mm. You know, not and, and we've seen it in audiences like since since Melbourne, yeah. like I'll tell you from first hand perspective of standing up there with the, the MC and that they have dwindled. Like they, they to the point of like Dublin was embarrassing at times, like how yeah. many people were watching. Putting three people on the stage at one time isn't gonna help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it, it's it's not gonna fix it. Uh, it may be online part of it, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But then why do it at a trade show? Do it at a TV studio somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, I'll get off my ranty horse. Well, I don't. I don't think you're going to have that problem this year. Anyway, I think everyone's enthusiastic enough. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I I hope so. And and as I say, I, I'm I'm 
I don't want to write anything off yet. I, yeah. I, I want it to work. I want it to be great. I love WBC. I, you know, it, it's it's one of my highlights of the year, and I I just want it, like everybody else to be better and yeah. to be you know as good as it possibly can be. Um, so let's hope that it is. Fingers crossed. And I can't wait because I'm MC semi-finals. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I will be there in the morning and then I am doing, uh, is it final announcements? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing final announcements. So I'll be announcing the top six, um, which that is always such a treat. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the, the friendships I've made from announcing people's, you know, like uh, Rel Rodas, like one mm-hmm. of my closest friends from announcing him as uh, as winner. And, you know, yeah. it's uh, it, it, like just friendships that last forever like every time I see Hiddy um it's just it's phenomenal and Pete Carter and like yeah just really good uh, really good times so yeah. can't wait cannot wait I know I'm, I'm really it's been it's been weird to sort of prepare for all of this going on and then also have like you know Manchester and Cup North right beforehand because like you know there's a very like clear mental space you usually get in a before you go on a long flight and then b like before you go to an event like this right a coffee event where you know you're gonna see lots of your friends and see lots of people and like be inspired and like also have to navigate some some weird stuff but like for the most part like it's an exciting happy thing but there's like a very particular mind space you get into and I haven't really been able to get into it because I'm just so busy focusing on like the task at hand that I really think that like come Sunday you know, once we're past sort of the, the bulk of, like, the, the work that's there, and I'm really, like, sitting there, and then I think I'm going to be so, so excited and so nervous as well, like, because I don't like planes. But, um, like, well, I, think, I was just about yeah. to say, Jen, don't take this the wrong way, but I think mm. this is a fantastic thing because yeah. I know what you're like is, yeah, you get excited, <laughs> but you also get super stressed. Oh, and, my like, God. Actually, having this distraction, I think, is a very positive thing for you. I, mm. think, I, I think it will make you enjoy it even more. And then you'll get on that plane and you'll be like, oh my God, it's happening. You know, whereas, and, and like we talked, we talked about this a little bit with the, the Cup North being so close to the, the yeah. thing. I think it's really good arriving like as late as you possibly can. Cause I see people go for two weeks before yeah. and like, that, that's crazy. You are bumbling around a city that you don't know mm. and just getting yourself more and more worked up away from any machines that you can really practice on or, you know, and yeah. you're away from home long enough in those competitions. I don't think yeah. you need to be anymore. So I think it's going to be super good. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm really excited with the, uh, the way that we're all doing it this year. It's, uh, but yeah, I'm going to be sad that I missed those first rounds. Yeah. So says you, Mr. Ireland tour before Korea, before Australia, before Sweden, before Central Europe. Yeah. Is it, is it Eastern Europe or Central? It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> before you before you beat me up, Willem, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've rambled on long enough, don't you? I, I do believe so, yes. And yes. uh, both of us, I believe, have much work to get back to now. <laughs> much work to get back much to. Much work. Um, but no, thank you very much, Jen. It's been lovely to catch up because I don't see you very often anymore. It's like I, no. I'm traveling too much. So no. um, it's lovely to catch up uh, on, on the Skype. Um, and thank you all for listening at home. It's uh, We're very happy to have you along. Yes, um, if you. you see us in... Korea or at Cup North or anywhere else, please come say hi. We love people who listen coming and saying hi to us. So uh, please do that. So thank you for listening. Over and out. Thanks for listening to this podcast. It's proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli.